It's Coffee Club Time! Club with your host Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Freaker, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646 876 9923. Follow automated prompts when you're asked for a meeting id enter 287-723-4600 when you're asked for a user id just press pound you may also join us by downloading zoom for your android or ios devices from the play store or the app store and now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning to you, and welcome to the Coffee Club for May 4th. May the force be with you, 2022. That's all I heard on the radio this morning. So, is this something to do with Star Wars? I never, I skipped that chapter in my life, so I don't know anything about it. But I heard him say something about the Force being with you. So here we are again, ready for another coffee club. I will tell you that when we start out this week, I'm yielding my time for a few minutes to Radio 10. Because I skipped Radio 10 last week. I didn't find it out Till I got on the tape listening to, you know, to the playback. So, Radio Tim, if you're there, you can take my spot, and then I'll come in after you. But you deserve to go number one since I screwed up. He's muted. He's muted. <laughs> oh, see? No. I uh, thought that worked. Oh. I thought I unmuted. Oh. Well, well you're unmuted now. Anyway, good morning. Yeah, well, I'm glad I 
Glad I was muted for all I talked. No, I. <laughs> no, uh, I did. Uh, I, I got a few words in anyway. I mean, I'm sure. Good here. Good to talk to everyone. And uh, it's a beautiful day here in Minnesota. We're supposed to get up to around 65. Wow. And, and uh, it's supposed to be that way for the rest of the week. Highs in the mid 60s and uh, sunny. This is my kind of weather. And the uh, winds are doing well. They're, they won, uh, I think, 13 of the last 14. There might be 12 of the last 13. But anyway, they're first place. And uh, getting all ready for a fun show this morning at 11 o'clock. Of course, your request and that kind of stuff. So, anyway, hope everyone else is having a good day. And we'll be around. Very good, Tim. All right, Jenny. Well, things are going okay, and I've been doing my normal utility bills and things like that this week and trying to adapt to the crazy changing weather where one day it's 70, the next day it's 50. (laughs) But other than that, things are going along. Things are going along. Well, that's good. We wouldn't want it to be any other way. Jeff. Oh, thank you, Bill. But just guys, pretend you're in Florida. And pre- yeah. Pretend you're in Florida, not not. Pretend you're in Naples, Florida, not Indianapolis, Indiana. And the weather will be always nice. Everything is good here. There's not much going on here in little old Albany, New York, uh, except that uh, I guess there's really nothing else to say. I mean, everything is good here. We're, we're having some rain today, but that's going to change. And like anything else, uh, it's just one day after another. I'm always working on stuff for all things radio and always uh, looking at things I can find on the computer. So I know I have to get a life, but what can I tell you? Everything is good. That's good, Jeff. That's good. Uh, we'll send you for help later. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I guess next, Dave and Chris. Well, not too much going on here. I know what Jenny means. You never know what to wear when you get up in the morning. But um, not really much going on here, just some rain today, and we're going to lunch with Donna tomorrow and had a little scare from Sunshine last week because she got her collar caught in her mouth somehow or another. It didn't break away, so we had to rescue her, but that's all good. Well, at least she was okay, and uh, we'll be getting back to you because we'll have a lot of questions for you in the second hour, so we're going to hit you, so... Uh, with a lot of a lot of questions. Let's see. Now, have I missed anybody yet? You have not, as far as I All can tell. Right. Just yourself. Just myself. Well, I kept my promise, and I said I would go last because I forgot Tim, and we cannot have that, so we have to take responsibility for that. Well, it's been going along all right. Um, Looks like we've got some of the mail problems fixed on the legend, and that's a good thing. Um, we're going to talk about some easy ways today, maybe for you to, because I have a lot of people who want to subscribe to links, uh, not links, but to the mailing list. Now we put them on the website, but some folks want it even easier than that. But our mail programs won't let me take your link and sign up on my computer And it makes it a little difficult. So we're trying to come up with a way to even make it easier for you. Used to be they would just let us go into the email program, the Groups I.O. program, and update your links manually for you. But they don't do that anymore, I guess, for security. 
So I'm working on a way to see if we can't bring that back or get something done so we can fix that problem. Otherwise, except for being cold a lot of the times here, not used to this Indiana weather. We've got a Lions Club meeting to go to tonight. One of my last few in Indy. Uh, we'll be getting that tonight and getting that done. Uh, Jackie's petitioning me for a Nugs report since we've had, what, the Flash report? Uh, not the Flash, but the Sunshine report and the Bella report. Now she wants the Nugs report. So... Maybe you should let Jennifer do that one. Yeah, Jennifer needs to do the Nugs report. And sometimes it wouldn't be so good. But we we would uh, do that. Uh, I'm going to throw out just a few questions before we really get going as a topic. All right, I'm going to place a couple scenarios here. We have a cleaning service that comes here and cleans for us every two weeks. They're called Pride. That's a little strange, but they're called Pride. And Pride called me about 3.55 because they said they were going to be here by 4 o'clock yesterday. And they said they weren't going to show up and didn't know when they were going to be here. And they couldn't guarantee this week or into next week. Now, if I... It had been on the other end, and I called them 10 minutes before they were supposed to get here and canceled out. I have to pay a 40 or $50 um, fee to them for canceling out. A, I'm asking you guys, what should I do? Should I, A, wait till they can schedule me another one in two weeks? B, look for another company? C, tell them if they are coming back, that they're going to have to make an adjustment on my bill. Now, those, those are just some of my scenarios. So anybody on the panel got a suggestion? Well, since it costs you $50, if you cancel, I think they ought to give you $50 off. I'd like to know why they said they couldn't show up. If, if, if it's a problem with staffing, you know, because that, that, that seems to be the problem. I would want to know about it. But did they, they, they didn't give you a reason as to why they couldn't show up, Bill? Well, she said they overbooked and you just lose out. And... Okay, but that's not, that's not fair because they, they make me, the way they do it is a week before, a few days, well, not a week, on the Thursday before they usually come on Tuesday, and on the pre- on the Thursday before that, they send me an email and, t- and ask me to confirm the window of time that they're going to be here. So I did last week, and they said they were going to be here between 10.15 and 1.15. So then they sent me an email yesterday and said it was going to be between 1 and 4. So they have enough time that they should be able to let you know if they're going to come or not, if they're, or if they're going to have enough people. I say this house is a challenge, but maybe we should just look for another company. Those are, anyone else have a suggestion? Jeff, what would you do? Well, I know Bill has his hand raised, but I would, well, before I get rid of them, I'd like to know if I could get another, another company that could do it first, because, uh, you know, it's tough to find these, it's tough to find people who want to work today, and it's very tough these days. Uh, the job market is tight. 
trying to find someone else might be even tighter. So I would want to talk to the owner of the company if possible, find out what's going on. I guarantee you if they charge me for this week, I'll give them a chargeback. Yeah, that'll get their attention. Uh, Let's see what Bill has to say. Bill, unmute yourself, please. Okay, well, number one, I don't understand their system because when you hire them to clean your house, say they come every Tuesday, you're on the schedule every Tuesday. Why do they have to find out Thursday? I can see you can let them know I won't be home Tuesday, not to show up. But if you're scheduled, you should be scheduled every week at that same time or every two weeks, whatever you have them come in to clean. And as far as they shouldn't charge you, because if they do, they weren't there, I wouldn't even pay them. And I don't know why they charge you $40 or $50 if, you, if all of a sudden you cancel the last minute. Now, that just, it doesn't make sense to me. I would, I'd look into a different different outfit or find someone that does it just comes on their own, not works for a company. You know, there's people out there that does that work, and they'll come every every week or every other week or whatever day you want them to come. Of course, the other the other thing you could do is you're 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 uh, electronically involved and get yourself a Roomba. That way, you wouldn't have to worry about them vacuuming. Well. That's a challenge, and it's. Uh, I, just, I had to throw. I just throw that in, Bill. I just yeah, throw that in. Just yeah, but it's. <laughs> it sounds like a good idea, but it is a challenge. When you know, Bill, it's a different world today, right? You know, at but, one uh, at one time, people used to want to work, and they had a pride in doing work. And unfortunately, and I'm not saying everyone, but there, it seems to be a lot different. It doesn't seem to be as important today. Everyone uses everyone uses the pandemic as an excuse, but I think that's a bunch of bull. Pardon I think me. I would want to talk to somebody higher up in the company and ask them, right. did something happen? I want to know what's well, they really said going the girl on. was too stressed out and she couldn't make it. Said, too stressed out? I'm stressed out. I'm stressed out, too. But when I went to work, when I worked for the state, if I said I'm stressed out and couldn't make it, I had to charge yeah. the time, you know? There, there, there were many days in the 50 years I worked, I was stressed out. I mean, <laughs> I got stressed. I got stressed well, out at work. They, they had her training somebody else. They probably need to, and they gave training. her three or four houses to clean that same day. Well, see that. See that. Well, the idea of that is the company's strictly out. I can say for the dollar because if they know they've got twelve houses in a week clean, well, if they know it takes you so many hours, you only get so many hours in the day. But if you can't you can't book twenty four houses if you got twelve hour twelve hours hours already booked you can't squeeze the time in they're they're just they're looking a way to make a money and then if you can't make it they'll say okay we're going to charge you forty or fifty dollars so you can't you cancel out on it do you guys well, have to cut them a check or do you pay them by credit card we pay by credit card but we have yeah, a problem please. we've had a problem before with cleaning services before we had the challenges we have now where if they're supposed to clean the whole house they try to get out of it and say oh well we just we just have to clean the living room and bedroom, right? Well, no, yeah. they're supposed to clean the whole house, and it's written down be the that way. Too. Right, be the kitchen, too. It's the whole house, right? Yeah, the yeah, whole, house. whole house. But, you know, it's something we'll get worked out, but I, I'm, I've am i got some tools here on the computer that I think I could probably find somebody or whatever. But the problem we have with this company it's not so much, and maybe it doesn't bother you guys, but they come in and they move stuff. We have to take the hiding stuff so that they won't move it. They will move stuff. Let's say you've got your, you, oh, I just used for example, you've got your hairbrush in the bedroom on the dresser. 
they might move it all the way across the room, put it up on a shelf someplace. You have no idea. Does those kind of things bother you, or you just say, well... Uh, I think it, it sounds to me like they're doing that stuff on purpose. Just moving stuff. Because, just, just, just because I think, uh, I hate to say this, but there are people that are going to come in and say, oh, they can't see. Let's just, let's just play games with them. Let's put stuff different places. I don't know that that's necessarily the case, Bill, because I had a cleaning lady who used to move stuff so she cl- could clean. And when I well, said, I mean, look, well, I, I, can see, I can see, okay, if you got a hairbrush, you pick it up and dust it, but you put it back in the same right. place. Right, and I would say you to her, lay can you, across the room. Right, right, right. And what, I'd right. Say to, what I would say to my cleaning lady is this, I know you have to move things to clean. Can you please try to put them back to where they were before? And once you understood right. that, there was no problem. Go ahead, Chris, Dave. I know when I had a cleaning lady, I used to... Um, like I left, I always left my comb and brush in the bathroom on a shelf. And what I would do, I had a cabinet above that shelf, and I would just stick it up there the day I knew she was coming. And it's a little bit of a bother, but I used to put little things like that away so they didn't get moved. Now she was good about not moving things, and if she did have to move something and she forgot to put it back, she would call me either personally or leave me a message. But I did try to kind of pick up because i know it's hard to clean around stuff all the time yeah and i understand that but don't but don't move it all around or where you can't find it for days you know (laughs) where you just cannot find something for days um and you know your medicines can get all mixed up um well that stuff needs to be put away yeah, my cleaning lady never touches my medicine because I have it all in the medicine cabinet. You're right, Jenny. Well, when I got home, somebody had moved my medicine cabinet. She had my medicine box, and I couldn't find it and find it, so I had to put it on top of the dresser. And then we finally found it a week or two later in the bathroom filled with other cleaning stuff and other stuff. So it had been wrecked. It had been gone. You know, it was. But, yeah, where to where to put the stuff is a mystery, you know. Down in Florida, I've got plenty of room to put it where I want to put it, and it never gets touched or bothered. So, Can I ask you but, a question, Bill? Sure. Okay. Now, this, I'm, not, I'm not thinking anything wrong with this. What nationality are these people? I have no idea. I mean, do they speak broken English? Or no, English no, they speak English. No, they speak English. They speak so English. I was just curious. Some, sometimes you get, I know there's some 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 people I run into even in a work where I ran into people who are from some, not so much the Spanish, but some of the European countries. They purposely move stuff just to, to aggravate you. But like we had one one woman that she was from uh, Czechoslovakia. And she used to come in. She was in in housekeeping, and she would she would purposely set stuff where it wasn't supposed to be set, and she knew that wasn't where it was supposed to be. But she'd do it just to aggravate or or just to make an inconvenience. He had to go get it or go find it. Finally, he got rid of her. But I mean, that's there's some some people are just do that naturally. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's not natural, but they just do that. I'm not saying that everybody from those countries are, but it's just, you know. I just don't think they, they, have, think they, about have, it. they have a different They have a different outlook on blind people. They just don't think about it. They don't think well, they, you're going to have well, to. They have a, well, they have a different outlook. Right. I was thinking maybe I could get Chris to come over and clean my house because my hands don't work too well, Chris. Uh, 
But I knew that wasn't going to work. So <laughs> that didn't even get a comment out of it. No, I noticed. Did you notice that? I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even get a comment. Too bad well, too I mean, bad. it's hard to clean this house. I know that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be responsible for trying to clean it all up. Well, you got a buy level. Well, no, it's yeah, a two it's story. a two story. But when you have a dog and the toys and the toys and the toys and the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, you got yeah, right. I know the dog is there, right? So, but no, but, too bad. Too, too bad. This is now, not back in the 80s and 90s. My mother-in-law, she ran a catering and a cleaning business. And she was she was tough. I meant she, huh. did she job fired more people than she then, hired, I think. <laughs> then we have the issue of whether she'll let the cleaning lady in or not. But usually oh, they, she does. Yeah, usually oh. she does. Right. Usually she you got, you got to, you got to stop and think. Certain dogs, dogs sense certain things that people don't sense. But I know I was, I was down in Indiana this past weekend, and my great nephew has three dogs. One's a German Shepherd. I forget the other one is, and one's a, I don't know, some breed dog. He's a hunter, so it's a bird dog. You know that bird dog didn't like me. Every time I come around, he would do a low growl. So he and I avoided each other. I don't know what the reason was, but the other two dogs, no problem. In fact, the one I couldn't get rid of, it wanted me to pet her all the time. But that, that bird dog was just, and, and my, my great nephew said the same thing. There are certain people come to his house that certain dog just won't let that person in the house, or they'll slow, make a ro- low growl. But you tell them it's okay, they won't do anything, but they're, at, they're, they're on alert. So it could be they sense something with the, with the person. Dogs can sense that stuff, I mean. You know, anybody that had dogs, you know, they can they can sense if a person's good or not or there's something wrong with them a little bit. So. Well, you never know. But I'm sure that's an issue will get worked out one way or another. Well, either and way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay them. No. I wouldn't pay them. And they better not try to take it. And well, they, yeah, oh, oh, they do. Oh, can, can they do it automatically on your credit card? They can card? do it yeah, automatically, yes. Oh, well, I could get, well, I'd check my credit card and see if it gets on there. I'd just dispute it, you know. Yeah, so to see if it's going to happen. And uh, whatever. Anyone else have any comments on this before we We have a hand raised from Gail. So, Gail, if if you have any comments on this, can you unmute yourself, please? I hope I'm here okay. Yeah, you're Bill, I wouldn't wouldn't pay them. I wouldn't pay them. And also, I, I don't think I trust them yet. And if things are being moved and stuff like that, especially your medications, if it were me in that position, that would be about time to have a little roof raised with speed. Yeah, moving the stuff is is the biggest problem. Uh, because but, you want to find things. You want to know where things are, you know, where you put them back, they should be. Maybe what we should do is be proactive and ask them when they first come and explain to them that it's important that they leave things basically where they are. That we understand yeah. they have to pick it up to clean, but they need to put it back where they found it. Or try their best to put it back where it was, because that way, if you can wait, so you can find things again. And it Jennifer, makes it a lot easier. If I clean your house and I find the diamond rings on the dresser, I'll, they'll go from my left hand to my right hand to my pocket. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenny. Jeff, I'm cleaning gonna... houses. I, 
I've had cleaning people do that sometimes, just put things any old where. And I tell myself, if I can't find something, it's my fault. If they do it, it's their fault, and they're going to have to be held accountable for that. When you, when you don't see or you don't see well, maybe I'm a little sticky on it, but I have to know where things are. If it really matters, you should probably put it up where you know where it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't assume that they're going to put it back. If it's something that really makes a difference that, that is yeah. where it's supposed to be. Well, when you go to shave and your your razor is way on top of something someplace and your some of this stuff is was just ridiculous. You know, you couldn't um, find anything. The soap, um, the shampoo. And I'm sure it's the same inside of people's. They have ways and things that they put in certain ways. But medicines, I can see maybe putting those in something different. I just didn't know where else to put them. Um, you know, you know exactly now. If I've got a controlled substance medicine, and I do one of them, I put that in a completely different place to yeah. where they can't get to it because I don't want to be responsible. You know, but it it can be a struggle. Thanks, Bill, for Thank letting you. me pipe. Right. Well, you'll come back in a minute, maybe. So, um, we have Julie McCullough. All right. Let's can go. you unmute Julie. yourself, Julie? Yes, I have a cleaning lady, too, and sometimes she kind of moves things. Actually, Ralph gets more a little more aggravated with her than I do, but, uh, but I think part of it is, uh, you know, part of it is, is they have so many houses to clean and people have different routines and sometimes they get them mixed up, maybe part of it. Another part of it is, you know, they think they're trying to be efficient. So they move everything off of the area at once and maybe don't notice where things were. They just do it so they can clean that whole surface because they think it would take more time to take a section at a time and put those things back at that section, which would make sense for keeping track of things. Um, and I think that's just how they do it. They're trying to get it done as fast as they can so they can get it done, get to the next place. And they just don't think when they remove everything from a place, oh, yeah, where was that? We had a cleaner one time who took a picture when he was in, he or she was in that situation. They had their phone. Everybody's got phone because they're listening to music. And they took a picture of that, and then they kind of knew where to put it back. Yeah, so that's a great idea. That That is definitely what they should do and be taught to do. I'm sure sure some of it is they get in a hurry because they have so much. The company gives them so much time for each house. So, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot of it. I I think another thing that we've made a mistake over the years, I'm just speaking for us. Sometimes, especially if they're not with the company, you can get involved with these people like the, your friends and they start doing this and that and this and then then it gets into a friendship type thing. And then if something goes awry, it's hard to, you know, to let them go or you might put up with more. I, I think sometimes it's nice that it's a company in some ways. 
I had a cleaning lady who said that she would be here at a certain time and she kept the, and she wouldn't show up. And I finally said she's fired. Well, she called my sister because my sister met her when I first moved into my uh, into my apartment. And I fired her. My sister was upset. Well, you shouldn't have fired her. I said, Sharon, I can't. If she says she's going to be here at 10 o'clock and it's three o'clock in the afternoon, I have things to do. I don't want to be in the house all day, especially when it's 85, 90 degrees. I don't want to. I want to be out and about, you know, and uh, she understood. And I, but but she felt this cleaning lady felt that she could call my sister. And my sister says, excuse me, I don't pay you. He does. And you work for him. So um, it's it, he's the one that makes those decisions. So it, it, it happens. It, it, it happens. I, I get it. I totally get it. Bill, we have Joe Sorensen uh, on okay. next. To, Joe, can you unmute yourself? Yeah, I would say real quick. Um, oh, the, the 85 or 90 room. degrees, I'd want to be in the house. Okay. Well, I might want to be in the house, but I also like to get outside because there's a, a shaded area in my complex right. where I can sit and then, you know, just get some air. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Right. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Uh, actually, it's me right now. Um, yeah, now I just wanted to c- comment on this. We, I've also got my horror stories too. But what we do with our cleaning lady comes. Actually, it's a two-person crew that comes, and um, when when they come and clean, in the beginning, I told them, do your best to keep you know, put things back where you find them. And there are certain things that are definitely hands off because here at, at Joe's computer, we have an external camera, you know, for the Zoom. And I don't don't touch that because it takes me a while to get to put it back where where we had it exactly the way it needs to be. And so, you know, there are some certain things that are just hands off. If it's going to get done, get wiped down. I'm doing it. <laughs> and then um yeah, just just different things like that. I had a, a long time ago. I had a um, a guy come in back in my single days, but I had like, came in and cleaned beautifully, spotless. But he rearranged my whole kitchen, and so what I it took a while to find what we needed later on that night. And so um, what happened with that is the next day I called the company. I said, "Don't you ever send that guy back again?" And I told him why. And so, you know, it just, you know, you, you run into stuff like that and, you know, it's a challenge, but you, you, you just have to be proactive. You have to be watchful of what's going on. And it's, it's, it's not just, you know, because when either blind or vision impaired, since I use a wheelchair, I'm doing everything sitting down. And he, what this guy did was he put things up on cabinets where I can't reach now that's yeah. another one, but yeah. you know, I just, just just thought I'd throw out my two cents worth. And but we we've got our crew to work where if they move anything, it's just something small. I can see it. I can put it back. Or and good points, Alan. Very very good points. Or also what they've done with their phone numbers is they've switched to some type of cell phone service, and it's very hard to get a hold of. I don't even know what they're doing now. It's some kind of cell phone service or whatever the case may be, you know, but they're very, very, very difficult to get a hold of. And I've never liked that about a business. I want you to be straight up where you can speak to the owner or whoever's running it, you know, as soon as possible. So now let me get this straight, Bill. The cleaning lady that you have didn't, or the service didn't come yesterday, which is when they were supposed to come. So right. does that mean you have to wait for another two weeks? That's what they're saying. If that, they're not sure when they can work us back in. 
And that's what they're telling me now. And we said, we didn't want to wait two weeks. I would say it's time to look for another company, but but they're hard to find now, Bill. It's gonna you, you may find that it's a lot harder than it was a few years ago, but, but that's what I would do, but, you know. I wonder if something we don't know about happened that made them not want to come back. I well, clean your house, Jennifer, know. but... We don't know. But that's, then that yeah, would be their responsibility I... to tell us, you know, give me all the facts, tell us, you know, tell us, you know, exactly. But uh, I did notice on, I didn't look at it or anything, but when I had to fix Jackie's phone last night, there was three or four calls from that cleaning person yesterday uh, before we got the call from the company. So I don't know. That's yet to be determined. Does anybody else have comments on this while we're talking about this subject? I think it's pretty clear what we need to do. It's just be proactive, and when they first start, whoever it is, um, be proactive with them up front. Make sure that they understand your expectations. But it's hard sometimes if they're sending out different people um, every few weeks, and then they happen to give us, and the lady said she, the very bottom or the person that they was wanted to get rid of, they gave to us. So there we go. That's why it'd be nice if we could find a dependable individual that would do it. Right. Because then you'd know who it was going to be. Yeah. All right. I got two more hands. I know. Let's uh, go to Gary first because uh, right. and then we'll get to Julie. Go Go ahead, Gary. Okay. I'm not, I wasn't unmuted. I was turning it down. Uh, one thing I've developed over the years is I kind of try to appear as if I'm not listening to what they're doing, but I am. Uh, that way I can kind of nip some of that in the bud about moving stuff. Um, but yeah, you, you do have to be proactive, tell them you, what you don't want them to do from the, from the beginning. Um, and then hopefully they'll get it. Uh, but it does sound like you need to find some other company to do it, but that may be hard to do. And, uh, we're kind of finding, we're having some people we know do it, but some of them are not, uh, you know, is reliable is is uh, t- you know their time they have a, their own time zone we'll say um, yeah <laughs> been there done that there there used to be four time zones in the continental U S but I think this person there are five you know <laughs> oh I know a lot of people like that Tim well, Gary I have a friend of mine who passed away a few years ago and I'd say oh I'll be, I'll be there I'll come over at eight o'clock you know we would get together for going to dinner or, or going out for coffee but I always knew there was real time there was there was real time and then there was this person's name's time so there, there are people like that yeah now Jeff I will be happy to come uh, clean your house I will start at the liquor cabinet. And then the coffee cabinet. So you're gonna you're gonna take you're gonna take the gin and tonic and the coffee. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I'll start there, and that'll be nice and spotless. He'll be really proud of it. And, what yeah. are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with him, Bill? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll bring him back tomorrow night. But uh, <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, you, you do have a point. You have to become proactive and yeah, and you- do not make the mistake that we did. Uh, it was kind of cool when the, she said, I'll go get your lunch for you. No, that's not this company. It was an individual we had doing. We'll go get your lunch. And that's fine. That started out real good. Then the next thing you know, we're buying the lunch. And then she adds another partner to the mix. And then 
somebody else and we're buying two or three lunches and we're buying off the value menu and they're eating off the main menu like a king. So, you know, we've learned over the years that you've got to be careful about that. And, it, you know, their expectations change over time. Well, you can afford it, so you buy it. And this and this and this. Have you guys ever gotten into that, Gary? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, it's amazing what people think I can't afford. They yeah. have a little different view of it than the reality. But, yeah, I, I've had that happen. I've had yeah. other people who say, because I can't see, they'll say, but you really can't afford that. I say, well, how do you know? You have no idea what I make and what I take home every day for pay. How do you know what I can and can't afford? I get really I get really upset with that kind of thing, but uh, I get that, Gary. I yeah. walked in the yeah. bank and they thought, I, he said, well, you're on food stamps, aren't you? And this, and that's another subject. I oh, that would get me pretty myself. upset. Oh, that, <laughs> thank you, Jackie. That'll... And good morning. See, that'll, um, you know, that can get you. But, you know, once you get that stuff started, that can really start causing problems. It's it's like my son told me years ago, Dad, get a lawn service to cut your lawn. That way, if it didn't work out, you tell him, hit the road. You know, don't get it real personal. And you seem to run into less problems um th that way but i don't know i mean there's good and bad in everyone and everything anything else gary no that's it i uh, just wanted to you know just the only thing i can say is just tell them what you want from, from the beginning like don't move things and those kinds of things and you know, just let them know up front uh, you feel like also you almost got to clean your house before they get here. Yeah, yeah. you do. You got to put everything up so they yeah. don't. That's you know, <laughs> true. And maybe they need to tell us up front what they're going to do and not going yeah. to do. You know, communication, yeah. that's what counts. And yeah. we need to communicate. We don't like to do that nowadays, it seems like. No, we don't. In many aspects of life, we send a three second text. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gary. Thank you. Sure. Um, okay, Julie's Julie. up next again. Okay. Can you unmute yourself, Julie? Yes, I'm I am unmuted. Um, yeah, now my cleaning lady, you know, she kind of seemed to know um, and and she said I know you need to be I need to be careful not to move things and so I try not to do that, but that's not the case and she kind of work, works for me at the end of her day and as time goes along, you know, she's kind of getting uh, more tired and kind of forgets or get, gets in a hurry and things like that. But I would still rather, because I know kind of what she's going to do. So, you know, if for some reason they want to send somebody else, then, you know, it, it takes some time to orient them to what you want. And that might not work out so well. I could find somebody better maybe by doing that. But I just, you know, sometimes the devil you know is better than the one you don't know. So you're used to it. So... A kind to a certain extent, and and Ralph called her the lone rearranger. <laughs> um, but Ralph because, can see a little bit, though, can he? Can Ralph... yeah, he, he can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, 
yeah so yeah he 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 can see um and so yeah he he doesn't you know he he just calls her the lone rearranger because sometimes things that he might want to use in the kitchen or something kind of are moved to who knows where and um, we had one who <laughs> loved to push buttons on devices she took a thrill out of resetting your device or messing up your computer your tv now i think jeff and her would go round round oh yes and oh, i would round. not put up with that she, but she yeah. did that wouldn't she jennifer I thought Jennifer. She would do that all the time. Yeah. She would push buttons on things. And she would tell you, well, people tell me to stay away from their computers because I mess stuff up. It's like she'd do it on purpose. Yeah. Well, she has a difficult touch when she's wiping things down. Yeah. Yeah. But things happen. But it's a live and learn time. But we did not expect this. But I am going to hold them to the commitment. If you're going to find me, if I if I cancel out at the last minute, well, then you're going to be held to the same standard or you're not coming back. It's one of the two. You know, Well, they don't even know when they can come and clean again. I'm saying they don't need to come back. Um. Yeah, they need to explain we've got a staffing shortage. Somebody had an emergency before they came to your place, and we don't know how long she's going to be in the hospital or what's going to happen or, you know, something like that. Um, And and these places, all their word is, I'm sorry, I understand, I'm sorry. Well, no, I want the facts. Just give me the facts, ma'am. Just mm -hmm. tell me what we're going to do here. Yep, yep. Anyway. Well, thank you, Julie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. All right, we got two participants. We've got Gail and we got Bill. So uh, it's either we can choose men or, or ladies. How about that we do ladies first, and then we'll get to Bill. Go ahead, Gail. Unmute yourself. Uh, I I just I had a why well, I have a, well, I had a cleaning lady that would put things anywhere, and I I had to tell her uh, if if I can't find something, like I said before, if I put something down and I can't find it, I have myself to blame. If somebody else puts things down and doesn't, you know, or puts things, even things like a big vacuum cleaner just anywhere, I almost tripped over her vacuum cleaner because she didn't tell me it was there, and that could have been real serious. And she no longer cleans for me, but the one thing nice about the PCA that I've got is that she will not touch things that like the computer and stuff like that. We just do what we have to do in the morning and do what we have to do in the evening. And, and uh, you know, there's no big deal about anything. I, that's, I just wanted to throw that out. Very good, Gail. Problem is, some of them go to the other extreme and won't touch anything. We've had them where if there's a piece of paper on the floor, it'll still be on the floor. Or if there's trash someplace that you didn't realize, it'll still be there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bill, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah, I'm muted. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. Here's here's the guy. Here's the guy that has all the knowledge and advice. No, no, no. I was going to say, you said you were working with Jackie's phone yesterday and you saw the number from the person that comes there. Yes. Can you call the person direct? and see what happened. Don't go through the company. If well, you yeah, number, today, uh, today right, but I didn't see it till call, like call 10 see what happened to them. You know, maybe, you yeah. know, they could have got sick or had an accident or something, you never know. But, I mean, if you got the person's number, call them and say, hey, you're supposed to be in here yesterday at such and such a time, and I see you called 
uh, you know, the whatever phone number. Two or three Jackie times, Jackie. She knew Jackie's phone. Right. Well, she, what I will do is Jackie's give the name. phone to Jackie and let her call. I'll let Jackie yeah, call. See what happens. That's... Yeah, let put it on Jackie's phone and see what happened. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd follow up with that person. See, then if, if the person got sick or with an accident or something, then, okay, then you, you have to go from there what you want to do. But, I mean, the company should have called and told you that anyway, but. I'd, I'd call the I'd call the, the cleaning lady if you got her number direct or the guy whoever cleans for you call call him direct. So we had an Instacart person once that uh, our Instacart order was late and we got a notification uh, that he was pulled over by the police. Oh no! Oh, oh man! I was in a lift one time and we got pulled over by the police because she was speeding. Oh man! That could be a little scary sometimes. Uh, that could be a little problematic but we, we yeah because you don't but, know what they're you don't know what they're wanted for they could be wanted for something else right you're sitting there in the in the car and they haul them off when you're still there <laughs> right but i i guess the point getting back to what we were talking about is yes we will and yeah, I, I call i call the person direct right? find out what what went on because at one o'clock she had still planned on coming so right right let me ask you a question, Bill. Okay. Do you have a cleaning service for your place, or do you, or do you and your daughter do all the cleaning? Uh, my daughter and I do it, and the wife did it before, and I did it. We did our own. She wouldn't. Uh, the wife would not have anyone come in and do her cleaning. No way. That was that was taboo. I mean, she her mother ran a catering and, a, and cleaning business, but uh, it would have been you know in Indianapolis where she was, she probably might have had her somebody, but no, she wouldn't. She wouldn't have anybody. In fact. Uh, you have to be a real good friend to even get invited into the house. <laughs> That's the way she was. Well, you, just, you know, some... if, you, if you came, if you came to the door and you're the salesman. Uh, you talked to me on the porch, and if it really had to be, you called me, made an appointment, and he's coming at everything, but don't just appear at the door. I mean, she'd have. I know a lady next door. I was up several years ago. She locked herself out of the house. Well, she she uh, had to call her husband to come off of work and let her in well she wanted to come in and sit down in the house uh, we didn't know her that well and thought it's a she set a chair on the court said you can sit there and wait it was warm weather but she she you didn't never know once you didn't get in my house that's easy you know you didn't yeah. and my daughter's the same way you know you don't just get in you know we we had a fire three doors down with a vacant house and the people next door to the woman she's about in her 80s well we did we brought her down it was, it was cool that night and, Windy, so we brought her down. We let her come in and sit right inside the right inside the living room door in a chair right there. But no. All right. Well, th that no, brings just, up. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. And stay right there okay. because this brings up the next topic. Why is it? And we've been noticing a lot of these people in Indiana, and there are probably some in Florida where we were. Why are people so reluctant? to A, give you their address, or B, I don't even know what the context would be right now, but we know more and more friends who are reluctant and will not give their address or who get upset at you when they call you with a one of those unlisted numbers or private numbers and you don't answer the phone to private numbers. They get mad at you, but they don't want to give out the information. I guess I grew up in a time when I guess we really didn't think about it so much. You know, we would let, we had a blizzard. We let strangers come in and we cooked them food. Uh, somebody broke down. 
we let them rest there while they could get some help for, um, you know, for the, what is it, AAA or whoever it was that came to to help them out. I guess we live in a different time. But what are you guys thinking on that panel? You started. I think some of it started with caller ID when people decided they didn't want to answer the phone unless it was somebody they knew because they were afraid it might be a solicitor or something like that. You know, we live in a different time. Um, there was a time in my life when my parents would leave the, if you know, if they, if they would leave the door unlocked. Not when we left place, but my grandmother lived in the apartment across the hall from me. And they'd leave the door unlocked in our apartment. So we could walk over to my grandmother's house and go into her house and come back to our house and stuff like that. But, you know, we live in a very different time now. And it's it's not like it used to be. And people are very, very careful these days. Um, I have caller ID on my phone, and if I don't know the phone number, I don't answer it. Um, if it says if it says blocked caller or blocked or a private caller, I have an answering machine. So if I if I know who it is, or if I don't know who it is, but I think I can answer it at that point, I will pick up the phone at that point. So it is, it is a very interesting society that we live in. It's not it's it's not as simple as it was back 40, 40 or fifty years ago, and that's all I can say. Well, Dave, Chris, I guess I kind of figure. If they get mad because they don't want to show their number, they get mad because I don't answer the phone. Then um, guess they'll have to get over it. But do you have? Do you let them? Do you take your voicemail from them? Oh well, yeah, they can always leave a voicemail. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, they they can leave. What yep. about what about somebody coming? Would would you let somebody come to your house? Uh, I don't know. Let's say I'm coming and I've had a flat tire or some kind of problem. Will you let them? Would you help them out until assistance could come? What what would you do, Chris? Um, I don't know. I was looking for the person making noise. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's suppose I'm driving in front of your house, and I don't know. Maybe I'm older, and something happens, but I'm stranded, and it's going to be twenty, thirty minutes. Maybe the rain. Would if somebody knocked on your door, would you let them stay on your porch or come in? Would Would it depend upon? the situation as to how you would handle that? Well, I don't know. It would depend on the situation, but yeah, I would let them, they could stay on the porch. Matter of fact, we had, um, who was that, Dave? Was that DoorDash or Instacart that backed into the ditch? You remember the lady, DoorDash? And we went down and made sure she was okay and told her that if she needed to come up to the house, somebody was coming to help her, but if she needed to come up to the house, she could. We would have let her. We had a lady, well, as a fact, is my ex-wife, and she was walking with her guide dog, got lost, and suddenly had to go to the bathroom, knocked on the door, and they wouldn't let her in. So, unfortunately, she had an accident because she couldn't get into the house to go to the... What, what do you do in a situation like that? There are no winners that way. How do you know? You, you know, I, I can understand why that person wouldn't let her in, right. because you, you you really don't know who's coming into your house. You've got to, today more than ever. Um, maybe maybe years ago it would be different, but today more than ever, you really have to be very very careful. 
What part of it is because if you watch any news at all, it's all about somebody going to somebody's house and shooting them or, or breaking in or doing something. You don't, I think it's more prevalent than it used to be. What about Jennifer, the person who comes to your house, to your door and says, we're the utility company, we're coming to inspect your electricity, but they're not from the utility company and they come into your house. Oh, I don't you? let them in unless I would call the utility company. Yeah. You know, you to really verify who like they that. are. Yeah. We had that problem at Social Security office where we would, they'd say they were from the Social Security office and I'd get them on the phone and I would, we would call and verify then. And I would say they're safe, not safe. Do not let them in. So, yeah, if, if they're on the up and up, they've got an identification or something to show for themselves. We had one guy um, claimed he was from Anderson Windows, and he showed up at our door. And Oh, he wanted to come in. He was going to sell us these windows, and he looked at my windows, and we had just had them replaced. And he said, oh, I see there's some wear and tear on your windows. And I said, well, um, first of all, these are brand new windows. There's no wear and tear on the windows. And he kept insisting. And finally, I said, uh, if we're ever interested, we'll call you. And he said, how are you going to call? I said, by the phone. I mean, we wouldn't let him in the house. No, and you yeah. were right. I, I had someone on Sunday come to my house saying that uh, a national grid, which is our utility company, is giving us some sort of credit. And you should have received it in your email. I knew it was a, I knew it was a hoax. I knew it was a, a, a fishy because I get all my emails and my bills from National Grid, which is our utility company, by email. And they sent nothing like that. So I knew that was a, a, hoax, a hoax. I didn't let them in the apartment. It's just, well, you have to let me in. I said, no, I don't. And the police are being called if you don't leave immediately. Right. That, that's how it. There was someone that yep. knocked on our door once and said they were from AT&T and they wanted to offer us new phone service. I didn't let them in either. No, and one day you did. You let Somebody was trying to sell you tires. <laughs> uh, Jenny, <laughs> you, don't, you don't even drive a car, Jenny. <laughs> well, he didn't tell me he was selling tires at first. He told me something else. I forget what now. But not tires. I tend not to let any salespeople in, I guess, nowadays. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. Well, okay, do we have any other hands? Raised? Oh, we do. Let's start with Fran Avila, and then we'll go to Gary, and then we'll go to Bill. Fran, go ahead. Please unmute yourself. I want to say good morning to uh, Michael Babcock. Hanging out in the room. There you go. Uh, go ahead. Is it Fran we're waiting on? Yeah, it is Fran. That's, uh, try it now, Fran. Are you there? We'll get her I know she's now. still muted. Let me see. There we go. I kept hitting the button, and it wasn't unmuting me. Okay, I think you can hear me now. Yes, we can. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I am very picky about, oh, Gary and I both are very picky. He's more so than I am even about who we let in. Um, if somebody doesn't call us first, chances are they're not going to get in because um, if we're not expecting you, then you're not somebody we know. And, you know, we're just, uh, we don't like people dropping over unannounced anyway. So we don't like to encourage our friends to do that. Um, so usually it's like, if you want, you know, if you want to come in, you need to call first. Um, we, you know, there, there's been situations where like there was a situation in California when I was out there. Um, I, 
uh, this couple came and they, they were, were praising this person's um, plants that they had. And they asked if they could have a cutting of this plant. And they did. And this was an older couple that these people went to see. And they um, showed them, you know, around because they were interested in some of their plants. And they had them to lunch and all this stuff. And the people killed them, killed the old couple. So, um, you know, it's just crime has always been, but it just seems to get worse and worse. And it doesn't matter what neighborhood you live in um, or anything like that. Um, And I'm very careful. I don't usually answer the phone if I don't recognize the number. If they really want to talk to me, they can leave a message and I'll call them back. Um, Anyway, that's just the way we deal with things. We're not very trusting i guess and it's really a shame and that people that we have to be that way i would like to be the kind of person who would open their door to anybody you know that that i you know or almost anybody but you just can't do that anymore and we have like there are a lot of people around here who leave their doors unlocked i think that's nuts why would you leave your door unlocked so anyway that's pretty much all i have to say well what you said was quite a lot and very insightful so Thank you. He didn't say a whole lot, but what you said was very impactful. And I'm guilty of being too trusting. Uh, I know that. Or sometimes not locking the doors in Florida. So I am guilty, guilty, guilty. Shame on you. Shame on you, Bill. We understand that. We understand that, Bill. I I learned the hard way years ago when I lived in Syracuse when I forgot to lock a door and we got robbed. So... uh... I never did that again. Gary, go ahead. Uh, uh, unmute yourself. I guess you are unmuted. Go ahead, Gary. I think I'm unmuted now. But, yeah, what Fran was saying is kind of how we do it. It's not that we want to be mean or not caring about people. It's just that we have to protect ourselves. And since we are blind, there are people who want to try to get over. And so they figure, well, you can't see us, but we can do what we want. So you have to kind of pay attention to that. And, uh you know, and as far as addresses go, I really, I don't want people knowing my address unless I know them um, because, or I'm doing business with them, but right. others who I'm not doing business with uh, don't need to know. It. Uh, and just all the calls we get are solicitors. So uh, sometimes I think about forwarding our landline just to the voicemail and uh, all that, just leaving it there. Well, that's a subject for another week is landline versus cell phone. And, um, and on my cell phone now, it's got a new service that just started when we switched the phones. It actually answers the call. The The Google Assistant answers the call. And it asks, you know, I'm answering the phone for Bill. Is there something, you know, you need or want? You know, please let me know what you want. And then I will you know, try to find Bill or whatever the case may be. It's it's not quite said that way, but something like that. But that person's interviewed and it cuts down on the spam or if it's a spam call, I don't even hear it. It goes in the background and you'd be surprised about 99% of those spam calls when they get that or an automatic hang up. They don't even, oh, yeah. They yeah. Don't even go all the way through, but I don't hear it on the phone. 
but the phone actually answered. So his doctor calls me if if we if the phone doesn't recognize that in your contacts, and I'll say, well, what business do you have with Bill? And she would say, I'm the doctor's office. Then it automatically starts ringing that phone. Wow, that's so, pretty cool. It's Although pretty, a lot of times these yeah. uh, automated calls are uh, pre-recorded, so they're trying to make you think there's a real person on the other end. So right, well, you, you, that would really mess with them. Those that, recorded, uh, that, those would, that, would, that would mess it up. But still, but you're you're cautious, and you're on the cautious side, and I understand that. But these people are so paranoid; they don't even give out their own sister or brother their address. Uh, if you're that bad, then you probably don't need to be dealing with them anyway. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're if you're that distrustful of your brothers, then you probably shouldn't be dealing with them. My brother knows my address, but <laughs> yeah. he won't be visiting anytime soon. But no, unfortunately, so. yeah. But still, it it is a valid point. And thank you, Gary. Sure. Thank you, thank you, Gary. And Bill, can you unmute yourself, please? Okay, I was already unmuted, I guess. Didn't realize it. Uh, yeah, well, you guys are talking about solicitors come to your door. Uh, I had one yesterday with the util- was, uh, light company. They said, we were with your utility light company. Did you receive our notice that uh, we had to update your account net or your electricity be shut off in, in the next 30 minutes? And I said, no, I received. I just talked to them through, talked to them through the screen door. And I said, no, I didn't hear that. And they said, well, that's the way it is. Well, wait a minute. So... Of course, I got cordless phones, and I got cell phones with a cordless phone I had in my pocket. So I pulled out, and I said, okay. So I just dialed a, a number. and didn't even, I didn't even turn the phone on. I just dialed some numbers. I could hear it beeping. And I said, and I just used the guy's first name, and I said, hey, I got some guys here from uh, ComEd. Are you guys saying behind on my bill or haven't paid up my bill? And, uh, and all of a sudden, they just say, oh, we're sorry to bother you. Smart guy, Bill. I got to tell you, that's very smart because uh... – yeah, because um, I, I just do it because they've got cordless phones, and I just, if they do that, I just say, well, let me call. And, and of course, I know enough enough top execs at, at uh, ComEd and different that I could call them, too. But, I mean, it's the same thing. And also on your phone, that's a new thing I never heard of, Bill, but I know AT&T offers, I never put it on mine, but i got some rollies in Ohio, I have it, that when you call their number, it will say, if you're not a robocall, press number 8 or 9 or something like that, and then the call will go through. If it's a robocall, they don't know the code number. You know, they, they don't. It doesn't. You know, you'll, you'll just say if you're if you're not a robocall, press eight, and they, and you press eight, and the phone will ring in their house. Then otherwise, it won't ring at all. Well, so far well, you know, it's Bill, done quite a job. You know, Bill, and, that, and that, that do not that do not call list is a joke from the government. Oh, I've been that on that list for years. And, like, oh, I've been on that thing so many times. I signed so many times for that thing and never got on it. And never, it doesn't do any do good. It. No, no. And, of course, the other thing, I do the same thing. If I don't know, the, if I don't recognize the number, I let it go to voicemail. Or, if I can't, or the phone doesn't say the name, I let it go to voicemail. And I can't tell you how many times I've, I've gotten calls for people to tell me that the warranty on my car has ex- expired. And I oh, haven't had- I, I, get, I get that. You, you know what I do to that one? I've done it before to some of them. I'll actually press the number to talk to a live person. And they'll say, well, can you give me the model of your car? I said, yeah, it's a white cane with a red tip. Yeah. Not bad, Bill. I've done that too. <laughs> good stuff. I got to give you credit for that one, Bill. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, but but there's another. Uh, as far as solicitors, 
on on your call between landline and cell phone. They 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 got wise now. I get probably fifteen or twenty a day on my cell phone. I don't even answer them because we don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, my my cell phone. I got well. My cell phones are set up for rings. One ring is my daughter's ring. One ring is my nephew. One ring is his his father. One ring is my sister. And if they don't ring those rings, I know I don't even bother the call. Otherwise. If, you know, if you call me, Bill, it says the name, but if I didn't miss, if I didn't catch the name, if you called my cell phone and, and it didn't, I didn't hear it say Bill Sparks, I wouldn't answer. But I'll go back and check sometimes. I'll go back and say, here, what's the last call? Because I did miss a call from a friend one day, and I called him back, and I told him what the reason was that I didn't answer it. But, but now you oh, got to well. you got to be safe these days, because I can remember back, Bill was talking about blizzards and stuff. Well, I can remember when I was a kid, we never locked our doors. And we went away for the, we'd go away for the whole day, and we never locked a door. And and we'd be working in, in the whole area. When I would work on the farms, we worked all around the place. And if I need to drink a water and they didn't have an outside hydrant, nobody thought anything about it. You just, you'd open the door and yell, hey, John, hey, Mary, or, you know, whoever's in the house. And if they didn't answer, you'd say, Okay, I'm coming in to get a drink, get a fill up my water bottle. You go fill up your water bottle and leave. You know you didn't. Well, unfortunately, Bill, those, those, those times are gone. Oh, Bill. Yeah. oh yeah, they're gone. Those days are gone now, right? I I remember friends of mine on the farm would uh, leave the keys in the cars. They'd all be all the different cars they had and yeah, right, right. Well, my mother <laughs> just... used to. Yeah, we used to go to town. It'd be the same thing. We'd go to town on Saturday. She never took the keys out of the ignition. Yep. Because sometimes I'd come back to the car, or my brother and I walked back to the car, and you had to turn the key on to make the radio work. You know, so we just put, yeah. turn the key on and listen to the radio. Are you getting the feedback or somewhere, Bill? Yeah, I just Somebody muted. Wants. I had to mute you, Tim. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's okay. But I, you know... Like I said, Bill, it's a different time and a different era, but, uh, you know. Oh, it's, you, all, yeah, it, it's different. It's different. I mean, it, it's all the other different, right? right. I'll let you go. Oh, it's going to uh, be 80-some degrees next week here, uh, Jeff. So it might move your way. Well, I hope it does. I really, by you ne- know. By next, by next Tuesday, they say we're going to be 85 degrees. Well, then, normally the weather's go, weather patterns go from west to east, so hopefully right. uh, that, right. will help, that will help us out. Thank you, Bill. Okay. All right. Do we have anybody else, Jeff? No, I think we're all caught up, and I'm sure that someone would like to raise their hand at some point, but we are right now caught up. We're caught up. The subject is open. It's general topic, so you can talk about anything you want to within reason. Well, I knew that we'd get... Joe Sorensen, can you unmute yourself, please? Oh, yes, good morning. And it's 52 degrees here, and nice weather, 70 down to 45 tonight. And Bill, I've been, I mean, uh, Jeff, I've been thinking about mentioning this for some time. A couple of weeks ago, when you had the uh, station from Australia, I, I went in and tuned in, and I went in the Classical Music Service, Australia, ABC. It, it is so super great. See, it used to be the stereotype of classical music announcer years ago is, now nah, we're so dry, and we're going to have Beethoven's fifth symphony number five and then we'll follow that by Mendelssohn now now all over this so free and easy and everything and I say and I, I can't quite do the Austra- I, I actually do the British accent better than the Australian but I won't imitate him but he was so 
so funny and so great and so free. Oh, it's it's super. Well, if you like, yeah. and if you if you like classical music, there's a station in England, and but you want to tell them, I want to hear classic FM from TuneIn, and you'll be able to hear that radio station as well. They do 24 hours of classical music as well, Joe. Oh so. yeah, I I I have heard it, and that's and it's it's it it is a a commercial station there, but it is it is so free and open and everything. Some people would tune in at first. They might think it was a local rock and roll show, though. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Go ahead, and I'll, I'll tell you one more thing, Joe. There used to be a guy in New York uh, who, who syndicated a show called, uh, his name was Roger DeCoven, and he would play music from the Baroque and the Rococo period of music, and he would call it Baracoco. I like it. And he would play classical music, and, and he had a whole following. Oh yeah, that 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 is cool. Yeah, hey. Some people broke, no, B A R O Q U E. Some people think yep. it's broke. No, no, I, I'm not broke. This is the Baroque. <laughs> yeah, and is yeah. as Peter Peter Shickley would say, if it's not Baroque, don't fix it. Oh, oh yeah. that's good. That's good, Tim. Anyway, um, good morning, everybody. I just also wanted to add. Jeff, I want to thank you for, because you were talking about uh, putting the labels on the labels on the lids. I started doing that, and it works beautifully because I used a, a Dymo tape, and I don't know why I didn't think about that years ago, but it works beautifully. And I just wanted to thank you for that tip. No problem. No problem, Ellen. Thank you, guys. Bill, All Julie right. McCullough's next. All right, Julie. Go ahead, Julie. Okay. Uh, I'm still thinking about what kind of phone that I'm going to get. Uh, but I received an article a few weeks ago that the SE3 or whatever they call it, um, that it does not always work so well with if you're hooking your phone to something. It does not always work so well with Braille. Do you know any folks who use it who have had that kind of a problem? Uh, Julie, I'm going to answer the question this way. I don't think it would be specific to an SE phone. It's more importantly is the operating system. It uses iOS, which is the operating system. They're all using the same operating system. Some phones are faster. Some phones are slower. But I have no reason to believe that just because it's a SE3 that you would have any more trouble using Braille than anybody else. Jeff, do you agree with I that? I tend to agree. The only the only difference in phones, and I, I found this out when I was playing around with my friend's phone here in the Albany area, is that I have an iPhone 8, and he has an iPhone 13. And the big thing that I noticed with his phone was using the camera to recognize things. Is that they, right. they, that, that that is definitely right, a big well, difference. Right, but that has nothing to do with the Braille. No, it has nothing to do with Braille. But okay. I, I think this article had come from, um, what, tech tidbits or something like that that somebody sent to me. Um, right. And, and I thought, I, huh? you know, I, I think there's some more features in the Pro model features, but I don't know that they're having the same problems with the Braille that you would have with yeah. an SE. 
There was a, an article that Scott Davert did, and he was using the iPhone SE, but he was trying to see if they had made improvements in the in the Braille and iOS since they had fixed some of the problems that they were having. And, and that's probably what you got. Right. Okay. It's, it's the iOS and Braille. I think Braille in general is having problems. Well, some in iOS and Android uh, it leaves some to be desired, especially since some of these new Braille displays went to this new system. But I, I, I think it's mainly your, your thing. I think, Julie, what you probably need to keep in mind is a how much you're willing to spend on a phone, um, and and that's probably the the biggest thing for you is. Do you want to spend $1,000 for the newer iPhone, or do you want to get one of those SEs for about $425 or $45, or do you want to switch to an Android-type phone? Well, you like the Braille and, and whatever, yeah, I so we, we would suggest that you would stick with the iPhone. If, yes. If that be yeah. the, the call. There's some LiDAR things and some things that you won't get in that particular phone. But if those are features you're never going to use and you want a good basic phone, well, then that might be the phone for you, especially if you want a home key and those things are important to you. Yeah, I don't. And I don't want to do have to do face ID. <laughs> okay. Well, then if those, if those are important to you, then that's probably the phone for you. But your but Braille's the camera gonna... still works well enough for like Ira and, and well, the, be my eyes. Yes. The camera is excellent in the SE3 as far as I use it a lot for um, seeing AI and uh, super sense. Mm-hmm. And it it's better, way better than my eight was. Okay. So well, yeah. it probably would be better than my seven plus, maybe. <laughs> well, um, uh, your seven plus is a good phone. It is, but and that's a good phone. But I don't. The only thing that you're really going to gain is a much faster phone. In other words, it's going to be faster to process the things that you want to do. Um, yeah. That's really where you're going to gain maybe a little better camera, but, you know, you're... Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to think about, what the, the, you know, the smaller design of the SE, if that, you know, if I'm going to, if that's going to mess with my typing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what they have keyboards for. Um, but no, I think you will be able to do it, but I don't know what these guys think and everybody's, you know, filled to... Uh, to to step up and make their comment yeah. as far as the phone. I'm concerned, not but... able to do it for a few more months till I get my retirement. But <laughs> then you can yeah. switch to a phone that that you yeah. might like. Who knows? They may be out with an SE4 by the time you get ready. You know what I mean? No, um, no. But if you have a seven plus, an SE3 would be a big step up. Yeah, yeah. Because you'd get. Like Bill said, the better camera, more processing power, it, it would definitely, and if it, it would probably do what you wanted to do. Yeah. If it, you know, yeah. it's kind of like that. We go right back to that cleaning business. You, when you go into that store, you have some expectations of what you want that phone to do. Yes. And if any salesman's worth his salt, 
he's going to be able to answer those questions. But as far as the Braille is concerned, that's done on the operating system. And as long as Apple doesn't go in and screw it up again, you should right. be good. And if it does, it will do it on all the iPhones. Right, on all the iPhones. Yeah, so they're an it's equal not opportunity, right? SE, right? But they're I know, and she probably wanted me to think about that. But um, you know, we didn't. I didn't realize that article was kind of from that perspective. And apparently, the person just happened to be using an SE. But if he'd used something else, it would have been the same thing. Right? So yeah. Are you happy with the phone that you have right now? What is the biggest problem that you find with the phone that you have right now? Um. I mean, it's kind of beginning to be slower in doing things or not quite doing things. Um, and, of course, you know, I've got one friend who says, it's going to run out on you, you know, and because and my brother had one of those and it quit working and they're not going to support that phone for much longer and da, da, da. But, but when I went to, I think it was at Verizon or else when I went to uh, the Geek Squad Best Buy, you know, I said, this is a... You know, this is a good phone, and it'll still last for a while. Um, so, yeah, but um, you know, I I think it'll hold out till I retire and can do oh, something. I've had I've had this one since I think twenty um, twenty sixteen. Then it's mm-hmm. it's done well for me. It'll hold. Well, you out certainly out. have gotten your money's worth out of the phone. Yes, you, I have. It doesn't have. owe you anything. No. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a person who needs to upgrade every year or anything like that, and I haven't, and and you know because I ha- just haven't had the money to update things like I this phone. No, well, it does still update, but sometimes it won't let me download things anymore. Well, it'll still have a 5s, and it does most things that it always has, yeah. except now it doesn't do it. work with seeing AI, and evidently, I'm not sure there must have been a. Now, a friend of mine, I talked to Verizon also about, because a a friend of mine has a Mm 10XR, and Apple told her it's the best phone they've made. Um, (laughs) Interesting. And and I I know That's why mine doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Why would Apple say that the 10XR is the best phone they've ever made when they already already have the 12 and 13? That doesn't make any sense, but... Well, I don't know. I guess for maybe her purposes, um, that you know that and but Verizon said you know they may stop supporting the 10XR and I said well Kathy probably since you had that phone it probably will still work for you for a while but if you were out and get a new phone it might not last you know for a new person as long they may quit supporting it but if you're already using it uh, was probably what they were saying um, but was, as far as sound quality and things like that that people might like if might I was going to buy a new phone I wouldn't get an old phone no. If you're going to get a new phone, I mean, if you're going to get buy a phone, get one that's up to date. Don't get something that's two or three versions old already. Right. And, yeah. you know, and remember, since Kathy if already had hers, it was the best one for her to keep right now right. for her purposes. But if you were getting it as a new phone, that wouldn't be the thing to do, Is I, I think is what... And just know, remember, if, you're, if your friends are struggling with their phones and it doesn't seem to work out for them, remember the the blind shell too. Those phones serve a great purpose. So not yeah. everybody is destined for an iPhone. 
Right, right. So, but no, I, you know, at first I was real frustrated with mine. I didn't think I'd ever learn it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best, but it does for me what, what I need to do. And I appreciate being able to um, just lay back in my chair if I want to. And if I want to know some things, I can look them up. And <laughs> there we go. And it I, works. For yep. And it's something you carry with you anyway. So I have my, um, you know, I have Bard on it. And, and, uh, you know, rather than using a Victor stream for it, because it's something I'm going to have with me anyway, and I can, you know, hook it up to my tablet, um, you know, which I'm also thinking about upgrading. It no longer updates. Um, I have what a Braille Notes Touch. Um, I don't have the, the plus one. And I'm kind of debating, you know, as to what, what kind I should get, if I should get that or if I should get, um, you know, a Braille Sense kind of wonder just what i should get for that purpose but um so i'll probably take care of the phone first and then we'll see um what to do i can still i can still hook it up and read things so that that's good and i can still do my emails on it so um so yeah just kind of have to see what what i think what i'm going to do going that direction do you have any recommendations as for a tablet? You mean for a tablet? Yeah, a tablet or a note taker or something that, yeah. Well, I guess A, it would depend upon your budget. B, if you wanted a tablet, you might think about the new iPad Mini, which is very powerful and a very small and good. But you'd uh, have to, but that doesn't, see, my tablet is a Braille Google tablet. And so it has, you know, it has the Braille display with it. You're what? You're, I'm sorry. I said my no, tablet. No, it doesn't have a Braille display with it. Well, I mean, you'd but, have to have a separate display. Oh, okay, but uh, but the. Um, I mean, if you I, want if you want an all-in-one thing and you're used to the touch and you have the money that you want to upgrade to the touch plus, then you know it would do what you want it to do. You're going to get things are going to be a little faster, and they just made a big update to it. But mm-hmm. you've waited long enough now, you might not get a good deal on the upgrade. You might end up play, paying full price for another one. Yeah, yeah. I got a message from JR. He's right. I think in the fall, come September or October, iPhones are going to be coming out with some new iPhones. I, I believe the rumor is that they're coming out with the iPhone 14. So uh-huh. I don't know. And, and I think that we, I just want to get Michael off in here. Good. Oh. Thanks. We've opened the barn We've opened the Pandora's and, box here. And Mike, cat, go ahead. <laughs> the cats are coming in now. So, and Fran, I know your hand is raised, so stand by a second, Fran. Okay. What, are you asking my opinion for something here, Jeff? No. no we oh, yeah. I, I thought you'd been listening to Julie. She's talking about... Okay, yeah, I did. Uh, well, I think Julie kind of answered your own question. If you're just opposed to Face ID, then that really only leaves you one option for a right. new phone that's the SE3. Yeah. Uh, you kind of answered your own question there, because if you just don't want to use Face ID, then that's the only option, other than going with an older, outdated phone, and it just doesn't or, make sense in this day to do that. putting your password in every time. Oh, yikes. Hmm. Well, I mean, that is another option. Right, but... Yeah, I mean, there's other options. You could, like I said, you could use an older phone, or if you think the screen's too small, I get that concern. It does take time getting used to going from a plus back to a regular size phone, then you would... Really, just add a Bluetooth keyboard. I think uh, even if you can use the screen, you know, the, the keyboard allows you to do some things. There's all kinds of keyboard shortcuts, things you can do much easier by having that keyboard there. 
Uh, you may, you don't want to use it all the time, but there's times it's real convenient to, you know, depending on what you want to do with your phone. But I don't know, to, for me, the SE3 has worked out really well. Like I said, it goes at least a day and a half on the battery built in. So it's faster and maybe that faster doesn't mean anything, but you do kind of notice it, uh, you know, when you're doing certain things, playing audio and it doesn't stutter or buffer and, and the Wi-Fi is better in it and the, you know, the data, the cell data, even the, you don't have 5G, even the LTE is faster, like three yeah, times faster. Yeah, it doesn't have 5G, though. Yes, it does. does yes, it? it does have 5 oh, so That's It right. just doesn't have that, what, whatever they call that, M-Wave that oh, very yeah, few people can I've use because you have to be within 200 yards of a right, tower or something to no, even have it. So no difference, no. Yeah. Did they That's end up right, the problem sorry. that you said, when, I think you said that, how do you know if you're on 5G or not with that phone? Does it tell you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I should tell you. It should, right, it should change from LTE over to 5G. No, I mean, does your phone tell you that? Well, yeah. Okay, because I thought you told me or privately that it didn't tell you that. For no, I, where I live, I don't have 5G. But, yeah, if I'm near it, uh, yeah. So She was also concerned about a tablet, and it's that old tablet versus note-taker again. And Well, that's a personal thing because Jenny and I have had our debates about that, and... Uh, I'm just not a note-taker person because... She wants the Braille display integrated. Oh, it, that would be a... Yeah, yeah it would be a note-taker. Uh, unless they come out with some other kind of device between now and then. Well, it would be nice to have something more economical, like have an orbit yes. display in a, you know, embedded into a tablet. But again, you're going to pay a lot for that because someone's going to say, well, there's not that many people, so we have to charge a lot more, you know, and... So you're going to pay for what's called proprietary technology. I mean, that would be great. We'd nice to have a tablet with the Braille display sitting at the bottom of it, but you're going to pay for that convenience because uh-huh. the, the rate's already been set, right? Well, we can get four or $5,000 for this, so why would we charge, even if we could make it for 1000 why are we going to do that when you know, Voc Rehab and these other entities will pay four or 5000 So that's that's kind of the downside, I suppose, right, if... You know, we get these voc rehab and companies that'll pay for these services. Well, it's inflated the price. So, that's been I don't like know. that. That's been like that since the beginning of time, basically. Exactly. It's, it's, always, it's always been that way. Yes. True, so. but I, I think you'll be okay, Julie. I just think you just don't have a lot of choice on the iPhone. Yeah, and I want to go something Julie said a few weeks ago that I want to make sure that it really gets covered. You, she expressed a concern about certain phones not speaking English when you first launched them. And I don't know why it's been on my mind. Someone kind of explained it, but that's when you get a new iPhone, whatever it is, the first time you turn it on, it has to know what language you speak. So you, you touch, actually, I think it's almost on English by default, but you end up swiping or touching and it switches to another language. So that's just because you got a brand new operating system and you just have to swipe into your English, double tap, and you're good to go. And that will be any phone that's not specific to any device, that's just a setup of a new iPhone or a new operating system. One thing I've noticed, Mike, is the uh, SE3 powers up much quicker than yes my old phones did <laughs> yes it does now tim you said you had a 5s do you still use it or is it is it just collecting dust i mean do you are you using it anymore or what i use it for listening to uh radio and stuff like that and it works fine for that and uh, it still works for overcast so i can read using it and stuff like that and bard also but it doesn't work for um seeing ai anymore and of course, it doesn't update to the latest operating system either. I, I believe at this point. So they've come out with some, I guess you'd call them emergency updates. Twelve point four, I think they're up to now. 
um, but they're just basically for security reasons, I think. Yeah, it's it's way behind. So, okay, we yeah, I agree. Uh, I have an old six plus iPhone, and that thing still works. It runs twelve point four or whatever it is, but you know, I can stream can audio with, with it. it. Right, I can. Yeah, I think we've got Fran. Who's we got do have Fran. Go ahead. Can you unmute right. yourself, Fran? Okay. First of all, um, is the I've got the twenty twenty. The, the is the next the next one. Oh, my, okay. Shut up, phone. Um, is the next one um a lot better, or is it pretty much the same? I think it's better. I I I had the twenty twenty, and I was like, it seems crazy to upgrade from one SE to another, but to me, it is a noticeable difference. The battery life. Uh, Sound quality is slightly better. It's not going to blow you away better, but it is slightly uh-huh. better. But in the in the data speeds, if that is important to you, uh, but the battery life to me would be the number one thing. Oh, and, yeah, and that it would was be faster too. too. Um, like I noticed podcasts sometimes with the other one, which the audio would chop a little bit sometimes, and it just doesn't do that on the SE three. And the camera, the camera, on my case, as Tim pointed out, is I think much better. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, because some things so you I can have get trouble reading. And you can get a hundred and fifty dollar trade in on an SE twenty twenty, so you can get it for about right at three hundred. <clears throat> hey, not bad. And then I have another question. It doesn't have anything to do with phones. It's more of a Chris and Dave question. Um, I've been looking around for an Instapot, and I find them. But I was under the impression that they that they were smart that you uh, used your phone or your a lady to control it. And these are just regular electric, uh, you know, regular. They don't seem to have that. And I can't find the smart ones. Do they not make them anymore? Yes, they do make them. They're called Instant Brand. There are lots of instant pots out there that are not Wi-Fi. There's the, oh, I forget the names of them, but there's a bunch of them. You have to be really careful. But if you go with the instant brands, it's called instant brands. I don't know why, but it is an instant pot. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I thought, well, I should be able to find it on an A-Lady. But, uh, okay, so, all right, I will check that out. Thank you very much. Now, Chris, if they change the configuration of the buttons, because I got a like a braille list of exactly what the 14 buttons are. And I don't know if the newer models have changed that. Yes, they have changed that. Matter of fact, on the instant brands, one of the things I've labeled isn't the cancel button because it's so easy to bump stuff now. It's they're not the bubble buttons anymore. And there is a dial in the middle of the bottom that really won't help you much. It's the kind of thing you turn and push in. I don't know, whatever. But um, yeah, they have changed considerably. Oh, so you turn it in, you push it in, like, clicks? Kind of like. Well, it's I one of those infinity to. knobs. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it has the little teeny, I wouldn't even call them clicks. I don't know what you call them. Right, but it's like, like our CPAP machines that we can't use because you push it but, in and it clicks like yeah, a car radio dial, iPhone, but you don't know where you are. Yeah. The app is, they've gotten the app really good. <clears throat> okay, I want to mention this before I forget because I know we had a good, topic a few weeks ago talking about sleep but i want to mention this because i remember fran and some others saying that they had cpap machines and they ended up just turning them in because they just didn't work for them well i had the same issue i got a letter saying you're not using it enough you're gonna have to turn it in and you might have to pay for it but i went to see the doctor and found out that i need a more advanced machine called asv auto servo ventilation meaning that after every five breaths it kind of adjusts the air that it gives you and what he said was, yeah, we 
we kind of thought that you needed this, but we couldn't ask for it right away. Medicare would not approve that. So I thought, isn't it nice that you really can't get what you want? And, you know, because it, it's a real, and those of you who've dealt with it, it's a real psychological thing. You think you're getting this machine and you're finally going to sleep a lot better and you're going to wake up refreshed and ready to go and get a lot of stuff done and it doesn't happen. So I guess my point of my story is if you had a machine that didn't work for you, maybe that's why. And hopefully you went back and had a good doctor that could actually read the readouts on it and and make sure that, you know, because it, it is frustrating because you got to know what kind of face where to use. And only fortunately, because I knew someone that I got a special properly fit, uh, what they call build a nose plugs that you use the smaller ones. And that allowed me. And also I got something This sounds crazy, but it actually works. Well, they're called sleep strips. And it's basically a piece of, I don't know, I guess you could call it tape, but that's kind of makes it sound worse than it really is. It's more like an, uh, like an adhesive that's real light. And but basically you're putting this over your top and bottom lips. So basically you're kind of covering your mouth. So it helps you keep your mouth closed at night. So you sleep through your nose. So it sounds weird to thought of taping your mouth shut, but it's much more comfortable than a face mask. And it actually works because if you could teach yourself to breathe through your nose, you will sleep and a much, much better and breathe better and feel better. And there's a great book on Bard called Breathe by James Nestor, N-E-S-T-O-R. It talks about how a lot of our problems are because we don't know how to breathe properly. We either hold our breath too long, we're not, you know, consistent, or we're not using our nose as much as we should. And it's a really good book. And like I said, it's free on Bard. So anyway, there's my two cents on the subject of sleep, but I got to go do another sleep lab on May 19th. So I'm looking forward to getting a machine that hopefully will actually work and, uh, you know, enjoy a good night's rest. Because the last time I had a good sleep was when I went and had that little uh, hernia surgery. Not only they put me under for an hour and I woke up and I felt better than I had in a long time. I thought, wow, it's nice to get a real, real sleep here. Maybe you need to go under more often. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you know, <laughs> that's those... a cheerful subject, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jeff, don't go there. <clears throat> but, but those are those are good, and people don't know about those. Well, and, that's my thing. I like to educate the blind community as I'm learning myself because you get the machines, and it's cool. You see this got this nice round button. It looks just like a car radio down. It clicks, you know, and you, but it's not accessible. And there is an app that you can get some data. You can read, like, how well you slept, how long you slept, how well your mask fit through the night, and that's all good. But you can't set the machine by yourself without help. What about when you get this new ASV machine? Well, it'll be the, I'm sure it'll be the same. I'll use the same app, uh, my Air app, to actually see the end results. But I will not be able to program the machine myself. Like set the, you could set the how much moisture, how much water flows through it, or you know, the the temperature. You know, there's things that you can set yourself. They don't technically let you set you know, how much air it forces, although I understand there's ways to hack and do that, but I almost want to learn to do that. So maybe it'll help me figure out how to set the other settings in the machine because there is like an SD card in it. So I almost want to do that just to maybe then I can learn how to change other values in it. Can but, your doctor remotely program your machine? <clears throat> yes. You know, it's really crazy because it costs like, uh, I had a manufacturer tell me that costs like five bucks to make a voice chip. And of course, you got a little bit of software you might have to use, but it. And they say that if if they could would, could do this when they are actually manufacturing the machine, it, it's a lot cheaper. 
but uh, some of these companies are just too lazy. Well, too. there is a Medical Devices Act going through Congress. Now. I want to say it's 4853 uh, that specifically addresses that, making those devices accessible. Like you said, it's a very, very affordable, just a couple dollars for a chip, but you just have to write the code correctly. But you're right. There, there's no technical reason these can't be made accessible. And it's one thing to make them talk, Mike, but it's, it's another thing to make them be meaningful and be able to use the machine. It's good that it talks, but if it talks and doesn't tell you anything, that's that's also the other problem with some of these things, too. So. Right, because a lot of times talking menus, we've learned part talk part of the time, but not, you know, not all values speak. So, But it, anything would be nice enhancement because usually you do a one-time setting and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Or they're just designed to be cute. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, it just, talks. Isn't that neat? No, I don't know. I was there someone on here last week or two weeks ago that talked about his machine getting damaged going through the airport? So I don't know about that, but I, uh, anybody remember the talking Coke machine? No, <laughs> that's all. I don't think said. I've ever seen that. Hello, I am a talking Coke machine. Please deposit <laughs> your money. Where was we at in, I think it was St. Louis or someplace, the hotel? You could take your iPhone and tap the tap the machine and it would tell you you know what drink was what and you put your money in and... yeah i think that they do have machines like that there's yeah. some kind of vending machines to do that now where Gosh, was you... it we went where you had to use your your phone to pay for it where you couldn't even put money in it? right yeah was that in st louis yeah that was in st louis you used your phone to yeah, I've stayed in hotels that had those, and the machines, some of those, the machines take up, like, the whole wall, and they're, like, vending for everything, you know, drinks, candy, snacks, and uh, and cold foods and things like that. And that way you can't tilt or shake the machine to try to get something free out of it either. <laughs> no, you sure can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you guys were talking about Baroque. I didn't know this, but I remember the time. Remember that the old talking time, sharp clocks? Yeah. I always wonder what oh, the yeah. name of that song was. And I looked up somewhere and it was supposedly it's called Baroque's Melody. You know, when your alarm goes off on the. That's the one. Yep. You know, I'm yeah. sure that Joe and Ellen would probably know that one. Yeah. It looks like uh, we got a few minutes left. Maybe it's time for a recipe. Do you have a recipe today, Chris? I do. One thing I wanted to say before I get to the recipe, though, that I didn't mention, the Instant Brands um, does, they do have some A-Lady commands. I don't know exactly what they all are, but there are some A-Lady commands with that one. But anyway, the recipe is Lemon Berry Spritzer, because it's, a, well, it's Berry Lemonade Spritzer, because it's going to be hot weather soon, at least that's what we're hoping for until we get it, and then we won't want it. And if you want to put a splash of alcohol in it, they said you could. It's yours. You can do whatever you want. But anyway, one six-ounce can or one-half of a 12-ounce can of frozen concentrate pink lemonade thawed. One six-ounce can of frozen pineapple concentrate thawed. Three-fourths cup of frozen strawberry daiquiri mix, which that does not have alcohol in it until you put it in there. Three-fourths cup of water. And one liter of carbonated lemon-lime beverage. I guess you could use Sprite or whatever, 7-Up. And eight whole fresh strawberries, which you could cut in half if they're really large or whatever. 
and ice cubes and lemon or orange wedges if you want. And all you do is you mix your lemonade and pineapple juice, water, and frozen daiquiri mix together. And you can stick that back in the refrigerator till you're ready for it. And right before you serve it, you add your ice and your alcohol if you want it and your carbonated beverage. And once you can either put your fruit in it or you can garnish the glasses with the fruit once you pour it. And I thought that sounded good on a hot summer day. Yeah, it does. How many drinks will that make? Well, probably it it really doesn't say, but if you think you've got um, two six ounces and another cup and a half, it would probably make three eight-ounce drinks. So, you know, you could double it if you wanted to. That'd be enough for Dave. Yeah, one of the things we might want to talk about on... on uh, yeah, really. Sorry, Dave. One of the things we might want to talk about on the coffee club, and we've never done this before, and I think it might be a good idea. Those that have, and you folks have seen them on QVC, the Vitamix machine, and some of the stuff you can do with that is absolutely amazing. You know, you can, for example, you can, you can get a... Let's say from Sam's Club, you can buy these big jars of peanuts, and you can make your own peanut butter in a matter of about five minutes. I mean, things like that are uh, with the, with this machine is is really amazing. We made you could grind coffee with that thing. You can you can you can grind up anything. You can you can grind meat up or all all kinds of things. And- cereal for breading. If you like to use corn flakes or Special K on your chicken or pork chops or something like that you can take a whole bunch of stuff and and put it in there like vegetables and put it all in there and grind it all up and turn it into juice somebody was talking about making soup out of it yeah how does how does it make soup is there a heating element in there is it is it just the break the the, the blades friction it's just friction it's friction from the blades you can you can actually make ice cream out of fruit well and if you leave it long enough you can make um soup i mean yep. it's just a matter of how long you leave it because i know if you leave the peanut butter a little so bit good. too long it yeah. can get hot yeah pretty amazing now what they claim is really healthy uh is that you can turn celery into pure liquid yeah and you drink that in the morning peels all that stuff yeah you, you, you can you can take orange peels or celery or any of that stuff and mix it all together and let that thing run and it'll Grind all that stuff up and turn it into liquid. What's a really good brand? Because some some of their capabilities vary. We Uh, like the Vitamix. Vitamix has been around since 1939, I think, or something earlier than that. They've been around forever. And their customer service is excellent. They've got one of the best warranties in the business. Chris, you know what? You just took took Jan Muller's job away from You know that. Yeah. (laughs) Are they the only ones that sell it? Is Vitamix that sells those type devices well you you um, well qvc handles well, vitamix but you can get other brands but i don't think i mean i don't know you know but for sure because i haven't obviously tried them all but i i know the vitamix is um tested and a lot of places use it like dairy queen and some of those places that's what they use starbucks yeah yep, arby's you were talking about the, uh, getting hot like that um i used to have a peanut butter maker and uh, you just put roasted peanuts in the top and turned it on and it would grind them and 
and boy, did that blade get hot. <laughs> Makes really good peanut butter. <laughs> or you can make yeah. almond butter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. anything like that. Yep. You Do you add anything else to it, like oil to it or something, or you just no peanuts? You don't. You no, don't you have don't to do a to. thing because it, it actually takes the oil out of the peanuts as it grinds yep. it up and turns it into peanut butter. Wait, you have that aerating I'm, disc as well, Chris. We do not have the aerating disc. We have the dry container and the regular container, but we don't have the aerating disc. Oh, you got to get that next. What's the aerating You're talking disc? About. Yeah. And some butter, um, cashew butter is really good. Yeah, you can oh, do yeah. that. Bill, the aerating disc is just for putting air in things. I don't, one of the reasons I don't have it is I haven't thought of a use for it. And by, you know, it makes a really good breading. Aren't they about Pork rinds, $500? Flavored like queso or barbecue. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Aren't they about I've used it for meatloaf when I didn't have enough eggs. It works yeah. great too. Do what, Bill? Aren't they about $500? For one of those um, machines, there's, can, there's different there's, prices. Yeah, there's there are different prices. They are more expensive than a blender, that's for sure, but they last forever. And like I said, their customer service. If if you just want to know how to make something, we were having trouble at first getting our milkshakes to come out right. And I just I called the lady, and she just told me exactly how to do it. I called her. I called them about um, Special K because I what. No, there was something. I don't. What was it? I wasn't sure how long to grind it for, or if it would. Oh, it was nutmeg, or if it would grind whole nutmegs. And they just found out and told me. Hmm. Now, does it have a special place in your kitchen, or is it on the top? Well, it it lives in the office. Okay, so it it's easy in... to get to. Okay. Yeah, because we're running out of kitchen space. <laughs> I, I mean, why. it's not something we use every day. You know, Dave and Chris is the only one I know that have the whole house full of appliances. Going to be buying the neighbor's house soon so they can put them together. And <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna... waiting for Bonnie's to come up for sale. Yeah, really. I don't know. Ours is slowly getting that way here. There's all kinds of things out here. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for Dave to either tear out a wall or build a multi-shelf counter. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> yeah, that, that would do it. A multi-shelf counter. So and yeah. and enough plug a giant in. lazy Susan, so he can spin the the device in front and center that he wants to use. Or you could get that countertop where, where the appliances go underneath the countertop, and you push a button, and then you have more counter space. Now that'd be <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I guess we wall were mounts, gonna... Dave. Wall mounts. Right. Wall mounts. <clears throat> we're about to put this to the end, and then I can go test my microphone and. Air clouds, or what is it called? Air cloud lifters, and what's the other thing I found? And we're going to see if we can't get this fixed. So, anyway, thank you for all your participation. Thank you, thank you. We'll be back next week. And as always, the podcasts are available, your favorite podcatcher, or you can go to the website at legendoldies.com and get that podcast. So, there we go, and let's see here. I'm uh, almost ready, and Tim's on next. 